0: to hear the wind sing as it whistles through the pines on mountain peaks. And he loves to hear the raindrops as they splash to the ground in a magic melody. And he smiles with sweet approval as the waves crash to the rocks in harmony. sings in unity to lift to Him majestic symphonies. But His favorite song of all is the song of the Redeemer. He loves to hear the angels as they sing Holy, holy is the Lamb Holy, holy, holy is the Lamb Heaven's choir in harmony Lifts up praises to the great I Am but he lifts his hands for silence As the weakest, saved by grace, begins to sing And a million angels listen As the newborn soul sings, I have been redeemed
1: But his favorite song of all
0: Is the song of the redeemed sinners now make clean lift their voices loud and strong when those purchased by his blood lift to him a song of love there's nothing more he'd rather hear nor so pleasing to his ear as his favorite song of all It's not just clever lines and phrases that causes is to stop and listen But when any heart's set free, watch them up by Calvary begins to sing That's his favorite song of all strong, when those purchased by his blood, give to him the song of love,
1: there's nothing
0: more he'd rather hear.
1: Thank you very much. I wanted to say a few words before I began with my sermon this morning. Uh, I'm sure you've been noticing our building. It's uh, We poured the third floor uh, this past week. There's going to be 11,000 feet for us to do Christian education in that building. That's a lot and it's something really to look forward to. I wanted to mention to all of you if you have been a teacher in years gone by, you were a Bible teacher, and you would like to let the Lord use you in teaching again, we're going to have some extra classrooms, and we're hoping to have a uh, full-time class on discipleship, we're hoping to start two or three new regular classes, and then we have room for some other classes if we would like to do that, and so we want to begin that uh, preparation now. So I hope if you will pray about it, think about it, and just say something to me about it, we'll begin that conversation so that on the Sunday we open, every uh, room will be used. We were so glad uh, this morning Marianne Reynolds came in the early service and joined our church. I know a number of you uh, know her. Uh, we're going to have a guest in our service next week. As Tom made the announcement this morning, Uh, This is the fellow that we're talking with. He's going to be with us. He's going to sing at this service. He really hasn't decided uh, that he's going to come. He hasn't made that kind of a definite commitment yet. And of course, uh, our folks want to visit with him and see if he's the one that we definitely want to call. So I hope you'll be here and I hope you will welcome him, make him feel right at home. Uh, He is a very, very, very good singer. Uh, You will be amazed. He will be a part of our ministry team if he comes, and we want to make him, of course, uh, feel welcome. Well, if you have your Bible this morning, if you would turn with me to Psalms 50, uh, verse 15. The Lord says, Call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will deliver you and you shall glorify me. This morning I want to talk about uh, our world situation. I want to talk about the danger that we're in, the trouble, if you will. So many people uh, don't watch the news. Uh, Of course, some of the stations don't carry anything about the news, but others do. You, you might want to turn to some of those stations that give a daily report on all the things that are going on in our uh, country and around the world. Some people would say, well, you know, there's nothing that's happened on my block. Uh, there's nothing that's happened in Sun City Center and the, the area around here. So I guess I'll just go ahead like everything's normal. Well, everything is not normal. Uh, we're living in a world that is very, very dangerous. Uh, I, I think some people think that I go a little overboard on this, but I want you to be aware. If you are in a mall or if you are at the airport and somebody sets down their backpack and then they walk off, uh, I want you to be the one that uh, starts saying very, very loudly, unattended uh, luggage right here and uh, maybe save a lot of lives. That is coming to our country. Is it coming this week? Is it coming next week, next month, next year? We don't know. But the text today is a text that relates to the situation that we're in. And I want to talk with you today very, very frankly about it. Al-Shabaab wants to kill every one of us because we're Christians and we're Americans. They want every one of us dead. Al-Qaeda, of course, is the same. They hate us. They've proven that over and over and over and over and over again. Uh, There have been thousands and thousands of people that have been murdered, that have been killed, There are those that are saying that there are Al-Qaeda groups in every state in America right now. I've seen that on the news two or three times. Boko Haram, you remember them, the group that kidnapped 300 teenage girls. They have never been returned. We don't know if they're dead. We don't know if they have been prostituted. We don't know if they are uh, becoming a child-bearing machine uh, for that hideous Uh, cult uh, that's leading that group. ISIS, uh, of course, has the same uh, desires for our country and particularly for Christians. Hamas is the same. They call us the great Satan. Israel is the little Satan and we are the great Satan. And they want every one of us dead, every single one of us. We never know when the hour is coming, when the bombs go off. We don't know if uh, this will be the day that New York City blows up. You know they've tried eight times to uh, blow up sections of New York City. I always tell my friends, don't go there. That's the most dangerous place in America. If you go there and you just happen to be there the day that the dirty bomb or the nuclear bomb goes off, you're dead. You know, you can shop over here at the Brandon Mall. (laughs) There's lots of things over there that they're bringing out new every week. You might want to look at those. Many of our great soldiers have given their lives in recent years, as you know. I'm sure that there are many terrorists around that want to make sure that literally tens of thousands more of our soldiers die. There are a lot of different ways that we can respond to all of this. We can say, well, you know, I built a a safe room in my house. The walls are metal, the windows are bulletproof, and uh, nobody can, can get to me. I'm safe. Well, if you believe that, Keep believing it for the first three or four days, and then you're going to run into real uh, problems. Well, you say, well, I could go to far north Canada and just keep going until the road ends and kind of camp out there until all the bad stuff here is over. Well, of course, we don't know when that's going to be. Or you can buy high-powered rifles with scopes and lasers, and you can say, well, let them come. I'm ready. The problem is they have uh, better weapons than we do. Is this our day of trouble? It could be. It really could be today. I believe we are living in troubling times. There's no doubt about that. We're trying to be buddies with the Cubans who are communists and Iran who hates us and wants every one of us dead. We're budding up to them, and we are shunning Israel. Uh, I cannot understand that. The scripture says very, very clearly, those that bless Israel, God will bless. That's very clear in the scripture. We need to know that, understand that in our lives. We are fighting evil dictators who torture and murder their own people. They rape women and girls in front of their families just to let the people know that they're in charge and there's not anything that they can do about it. The Islamic terrorists believe that this is a holy war. Too bad for them. The only God there is is fighting against them. Newspapers all over the world are reporting what they think. They're looking over the situation that we have in the world today, and they're writing editorials. And, of course, those editorials are, are, uh, d- are just a picture of what they believe. It's their worldview. view. might not be right, but that's their worldview. And so a lot of people, you know, say, well, you know, that's what they're saying, And then this one over here saying something totally different. So we don't know. We don't know. We don't know what to do. We don't know what to prepare for. Well, it's funny to me that people believe the newspapers and don't believe the Bible. Uh, The newspapers change every month, every year, every decade, they totally change their philosophy. their idea of the world, the scene that they paint. But the Bible has been true for generations after generations after generations. The opinions of the world change, but the resolve of our Lord never changes. It's the same now as it has always been. We fight all types of battles in our lifetime. Some people have a battle trying to remain faithful to the Lord. It seems at different times in our lives, we fight different battles spiritually. You know, when you were in high school, you were fighting a certain specific group of problems, and you had to deal with that. You had to live through that. Uh, You know, when we got into our first job somewhere, and we realized that we had to be honest, we had to be truthful, We had to be a person of moral character or not. We made those decisions early on in our work life. And then as we slip into our senior years, we face a different set of issues. We're not facing the same issues that we did when we were 16 or 40, Uh, we're facing a different group uh, of issues now in our lives a famous general distinguished in the Pacific in World War II, was asked, what is the secret to your success? You're successful in everything you do. What is your secret? And he replied, well, I never underestimate my enemy, and I keep the supply lines open. Well, that is also a good pattern for spiritual victory. We should never underestimate our enemy. I believe that they are in every state of our country. I believe that the main thing that they think of when they get up in the morning is how can we kill every American? How can we kill every Christian throughout the world? Psalms 46 verse 1 says, It's a great verse for today. God is our refuge and strength, the very present help in time of trouble. Now, that's our supply route. That's that's where our supply, we got to keep that route open. God is a very present help in time of trouble. Whatever may have been the inspiration for those words, In Psalms 46.1, whether it was some catastrophe in nature, some big earthquake, or a big fire, or a big flood, uh, we don't know. Uh, We don't know if it was related to Sennacherib's uh, siege, we don't know. But the cause for the fear in the land was something powerful. It sparked a fear that lurks in the heart of every human being that is still with us today. Men have great pride, but we all still have fears. We cannot defeat many animals in single combat. A pit bulldog, a Doberman pincher, as you know, can kill us pretty easily if we're not armed. We're no match for sharks that are smaller than we are if they attack us in the water. Even the darkness of night, brightens a lot of people we're not always trustful of folks like we are you know 50 years ago when we went out in the country and we were driving around and we would see somebody we would maybe stop and talk and visit we'd go to the local little store and we'd buy something and we'd know some of the people in there and people that we didn't know we'd walk up and introduce ourselves and everything was kind of friendly and kind of calm and kind of serene Today, you don't know when they're setting down a backpack. It's going to blow you up. Times have changed radically. And if we're not aware of that, if we're not awake to that, then this will be more than our time of trouble. It will be the time of our country crumbling under the attacks from the outside. Many in this world this morning demonstrate against us Because they resent our wealth, and our power, and our Bible, but most of all, our God. They hate that. We need to call upon the Lord in our day of trouble, and he will deliver us, and we shall glorify him. The scripture says God is our refuge and strength, the very present help in time of trouble. The Lord works through people. Our military focuses on uh, trying to save democracy, trying to save free enterprise, trying to save our land, and trying to save us. Remember, it's the soldier, not the reporter, who gives you the freedom of the press. It's the soldier, not the poet, who gives you the freedom of speech. It's the soldier, not the campus organizer, who allows you to demonstrate. It's the soldier who salutes the flag, who serves the flag, and who has the flag draped over his coffin, securing for the protester their right to burn the flag. We have thousands and thousands of soldiers today all over the world. Let's pray for them And let's support them. You know, when you hear somebody running down our military, you might want to say a word. You might want to get into that conversation. And just say, well, they've saved your life. You know, we'd be speaking some other language if it hadn't been for all the soldiers over all these years in America. A number of years ago, there was a lady named Beth Chapman who was the Alabama State Auditor. She spoke in Alabama at a Stand Up for America rally. A friend of mine emailed to me her remarks, and I want to quote those for you this morning. She said, I'm here at this rally because men and women of the United States military have given their lives for my freedom." I'm not here because Cheryl Crow or Rosie O'Donnell or Martin Sheen or Phil Donahue sacrificed their lives for me. If my memory serves me correctly, it was not the movie stars but the United States military who fought on the shores of Iwo Jima, the jungles of Vietnam, the beaches of Normandy. And these movie stars that always protest what the military is doing, what the police are doing, If they walked in the shoes of the policemen and the military folks, they would realize that freedom of speech comes from the soldiers and the policemen. They're the ones that provide it. If the movie stars did the things that they do in America in Iran, they would be killed immediately. They wouldn't be calling for any lawyers. They wouldn't be setting up a court date. They wouldn't have the opportunity to present their case. They'd just be killed on the spot. If they were irreverent uh, to whatever God it was in that country, if they dressed uh, as some in our country dress today, you go to Walmart, you have to close your eyes almost. I mean, you never know what you're going to see today. It's unbelievable if people demonstrated the kind of morals that they demonstrate in America, those people, once that was noticed, they would be killed on the spot. There wouldn't be any time to give your side of the story. I want to know how the very people who are against all the military action and all the police forcible actions because of loss of life can possibly be the same people who are for late-term abortions. These are the same people who are for animal rights, but against the rights of the unborn. On December the 7th, 1941, there are no records of the movie stars treading the blazing water at Pearl Harbor, but Ed Sosa was there. This guy sitting right here. He was there. (laughs) On September the 11th, 2001, there were no photos of movie stars standing as human shields against the debris and the falling bodies from the top of the World Trade Center. There were only policemen and firemen there that day, underpaid civil servants, who gave their all expecting nothing in return. When the USS Cole was bombed, there were no movie stars guarding the ship. If the movie stars want to be human shields, I say let them shield the men and women of honesty and integrity and courage who wear proudly the uniform of the United States of America. I liked her speech. I liked every part of it. I agreed with every part of it. There are a lot of scary things in our world today. Man needs a refuge. The insecure man needs strength and help. God, the psalmist boldly proclaims, is our refuge and our strength, and the very present help in times of trouble. The waters roar. And the nations rage, but once again there is the valiant cry of faith, and it will always be that way until the end of humankind. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Amen. Psalms fifty fifteen says, To call upon the Lord in our day of trouble, and he will deliver us, and we will glorify him. Is today that day, we're trying to, to rid the world of these evil tyrants. Iran's evil influence is growing. Everything they are against, we are for. We are for personal freedom. We are for capitalism. We are for women's rights. We are for a broad based educational system that includes girls and women. We are for free speech, and most importantly, we are for freedom of religion. Did you hear the news uh, Friday? I watch the news every day. I think it's warping my personality. (laughs) I watch it every day. The Islamic terrorists threw 12 Christians off a ship. Because they were praying. That's all they did. They were praying. And they were thrown off the ship. And all twelve drowned. In this day of trouble, we need to call out to the Lord. I wonder, have you really called out to the Lord lately? Have you? Have you really... Called out. I'm not talking about some little scripted prayer that you do at Thanksgiving. I'm not talking about the prayer that you gave when you rolled the dice at the Seminole Casino. I'm talking about have you bared your soul and your heart to the Lord lately and pleaded for him to be your Lord, your Savior, your guidance system. Today would be a good day if all of us would do that. Make sure that Jesus is in your heart. You might have a surprise hand grenade thrown at you in these next weeks, months, years. We're living in perilous times. God is a very present help in times of trouble. We need to call upon him. We need to call upon him Now, if you have never trusted in Christ as your Savior, maybe today would be the day. If you've never joined his church, maybe today would be the day. Just like we're calling for people to stand up for freedom and for our country today, we're also calling for you to stand up for the Lord today. Are we on the Lord's side? Does everybody know that? Call upon the Lord in our day of trouble, and he will deliver you, and you shall glorify him. This morning we want to have a time of invitation, a time when we invite men, women, if there are boys and girls present, to invite those to maybe take an introspective glance, to look at their heart this morning. If you've never trusted in Christ as your Lord and Savior, then today, let today be the day. If there's a time when you've been thinking about joining the church, why not let that time be today? And you take a stand for the Lord. Just as Pat has done this morning. Given a tremendous testimony for our Lord. I'm going to be standing down here at the front. If the Lord leads, you just slip out, slip forward. And take a stand for Christ today. Let's stand together as we sing.